Welcome to the Further Light Podcast, presented by Wisconsin Freemasonry, helping you accomplish your Masonic goals through education and more light. And now, I present to you, Brother Napoleon Sneed Janzag. This is Brother Napoleon Sneed Janzak, and today I would like to talk to you about past masters. From the moment you step through the inner door of the lodge, not only does your journey as a Mason start, but your journey as a Masonic leader begins. However, your true leadership skills started before you even entered the lodge. And although rough in the beginning, it started with your peers, your friends, your family, and, and of course, your general upbringing. As Masons, we believe in making good men better, which indicates we are already leaders in our own right, but we're constantly seeking improvement. We are soon led to the altar before the master of the lodge where we take an obligation, and from that moment forward, we forever become stewards of Freemasonry, if not stewards of the craft as a whole. Every step of the way, from chair to chair, station to station, position to position, we learn skills that not only help us to become better men, but also teach us to be leaders, where eventually we reach the East and become worshipful master of the Lodge. And today I'd like to touch on that a little bit, and I'd like to read an excerpt from a previous writing from a past master who is no longer with us by the name of Christian K., And he writes, There is no hierarchy of power within Masonry. We are reminded of this at each meeting as we meet upon the level. No matter if one is a newly initiated entered apprentice or a 60-year past master member, in Lodge, we are all equal. What does exist in Masonic leadership is a hierarchy of duties. Officers have the honor of being elected into a position of duty and responsibility, and if they prove worthy in these endeavors to the brethren, they may be elected into the next post, and so on and so forth. With each post comes a great responsibility, along with specialized duties. And we're going to look into some of these posts later on in the podcast, but and talking with those that are more suitable to past masters. But here's a brief description of the principals, the principal officers of the lodges. Our secretary treasurer is responsible for keeping communication flowing between the members. He has the disparaging job of collecting dues and paying bills and keeps the business of the lodge in a fluid and agreeable manner. Our junior warden is responsible for overseeing the youth groups affiliated with masonry and directly our lodge. He is to create a supportive relationship between these bodies and assist in their endeavors as as their lodge sees fit. He is also responsible for arranging and providing refreshments and entertainment during our hours of leisure, among other duties, and directing the stewards um, directly in front of him to help out in these, these, uh, these duties. Our senior warden is responsible for making sure that the craft stays harmonious with one another and visits our ailing or erstwhile encumbered brethren, their widows and orphans. He also assists in caring uh, for the care in, in the care of the lodge as a building and, of course, as an entity uh, of his brethren. 
his duties have increased somewhat from that of when he was, you know, the junior warden, where he was first learning responsibility as a leader and directing others, and it just increases as he moves on to senior warden. The master is in a position to make sure that all of these officers are completing their tasks and seeing that the lodge remains strong and enriched in Masonic education and promotion of friendship and well-being. Now, we tend to think of these positions as being that of one of honor, and they are. The honor, though, lies not in the belief that we are great men and are deserving of accolades, but rather the honor lies in the belief of the brethren and their faith in our abilities will help further our lodge into greatness. And as much as all of these positions are humbling. But what's next? It is said we will learn the secrets of masonry at this stage of our journey. And I'd like to share you uh, one of those secrets in this podcast now. And some masters have learned it. Many haven't. Um, particularly the ones that you see are busy. But this secret is, is a word in masonry that many of us uh, seem, it seems to elude us at, uh, often at different times, myself included. And this secret, my friends, is the word no. And I can guarantee you many people, if not all of you in this podcast listening today, especially if you are a past master or a lodge in, or, or an officer in your lodge, you can relate to what I'm telling you now. But in all seriousness, it is something that, that we as servant leaders and masters and past masters um, are entailed with doing so much work for others that we often forget about some of our more personal duties that are related to ourselves. So when you see us out there doing all this work and you see past masters doing all these things and setting up events and continuing the work, they're typically acting as past masters, which we'll find out a little bit later in this, this uh, episode. Masters are charged with caring for their brothers within the lodge as well as out of the lodge. That extends to our communities. And the great calling to service is what makes it difficult to divulge that secret word, no. As Masons, we believe in three core tenets. First is brotherly love, where we look to care for our brothers, their families, and the lodge uh, as a whole. Second is relief, where we are charged with helping our brothers, their families as much as possible without material injury to ourselves. So in other words, to the best of our abilities. And third is truth, which means we strive to be true to ourselves by giving good counsel when needed, by offering the knowledge we've gained through the years, by exemplifying leadership in all aspects of our lives. So as you can see, we start as stewards of Freemasonry and later stewards of the Lodge. And this remains our charge throughout our Masonic lives and our lives as, as a whole in general. As masters and past masters, it is our duty to spread the cement of brotherly love, offer relief by extending a helping hand, and remaining true to our obligations which are taught within our humble craft. In fact, it is imperative that once we leave the East... We continue this tradition to help others in their journeys, but also to achieve their own skill, to offer and help them achieve their own skill set and knowledge of those who came before them. That particular aspect of being a past master dates back to antiquity. 
It has always been that way. It has always been successful. And it is proven given we are still here talking about it today. It is a great honor and a privilege to be elected master of a lodge. It means that you've exemplified the proper skill set to lead your brothers into becoming better men. And, of course, guiding the lodge in that same direction. To build. This doesn't end the moment a new master is elected. It's actually the beginning of a lot more labor. I'm not talking about those of us in the past master's club sitting in one corner of the lodge, usually the southeast, conversing about how good or bad we were when we were in that spot and laughing and snickering about some of the mistakes brothers are making in, in the opening and closing of a lodge. But that's not, that's not the duty of a past master. People look up to us as past masters, and we should be ready to answer the call when needed. I want to take this time right now and say that when your duties are done in the East, it doesn't mean stop attending Lodge. In fact, it means to be more active in the Lodge. They need our counsel. It has been stated that your honor is generally considered second in importance only to the presiding master. So understand, past master is no empty title. It carries with it a great weight. It means wise, understanding, and compassionate to the needs of others. As past masters, we should be ready to give good counsel by correcting errors, offering assistance, and giving guidance. As leaders, if for some reason we do not have an answer at that moment when somebody asks the question, we should do everything in our power to find those answers, or at the very least, lead our brothers to them. I can tell you this has been very successful as a, as a master myself. Um in the lodges that I was able to lead in my years as a worshipful master. Now, we have resources in Wisconsin in particular, and I can tell you from personal experience, Wisconsin's research lodge, Silas Shepherd Lodge of Research, has an infinite amount of resources at our disposal, along with the Grand Lodge website. And if it were my, my personal choice, it'd be my goal to get every lodge to get a volume or a set of our research uh, publications and utilize the Grand Lodge website at every chance you get and at every meeting to bring more Masonic education and fellowship to your lodges. As you can see, the work of a past master never truly ends. Poor indeed is the lodge where past masters had lost interest in which they once gave service in the East. Although the labor is hard at times and many decisions are difficult, this should not discourage your Masonic journey upon departing the East. There are reasons certain non-elected positions are more suitable to past masters, and they should be equally honored in their performance. And, of course, there are elected ones as well, and we talked about that a little earlier in the podcast, and I will bring that to light once again. The secretary is easily a space suited to that of a past master. The position of secretary is expected to know the proper function of the lodge and to receive and submit all transactions in a timely manner to the Grand Lodge. The secretary has the experience of the officers having served as such and should have a working knowledge of how the duties are to be performed in order to keep a harmonious and working lodge. The secretary should have a running knowledge of the bylaws and the Masonic Code in tandem. There are various other functions of the secretary, but for the sake of brevity in this 
podcast, the secretary is a natural fit for a past master. And oftentimes we often hear that a good secretary or a good a good master um, that lands the job as secretary tends to stay there forever. It's hard to get out of that position, especially if you're very good at it. A master of his lodge sets a yearly budget and directly sees where the money is or isn't spent and understands the necessity to audit regularly. Both the secretary and the treasurer are a lifeline to the lodge. And an experienced master should see any discrepancies early enough to take corrective action. So that's why, you know, the secretary position and often the treasurer's position are vital that a past master sits in those those offices. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be that particular person that sat in the East uh, as, a, as a worshipful master that they can go to one of these positions. However, it's very, it's very, very much easier for that person to do so, or at least have a working knowledge of all the things that he has witnessed through the years of ascending the chairs to get to worshipful master. Next, which is an obvious one, the counselor is a self-explanatory position. A wise and patient past master who has seen and done many things within our craft is always looking to improve himself in masonry and understands in order to improve himself, he must be ready and willing to share the experience in those he mentors. The Tyler of the Lodge is in fact one of the most important officers of any Lodge meeting. They are charged with protecting the proceedings and keeping a true manifest of whom shall be worthy of entry in a lodge not open to the public. This is suitable to veterans and past masters respectively as they are charged with the security of our craft. It is important. It's not a, it's not a trivial position. And I'd like to emphasize that here. It's a great honor to hold the title of officer of a lodge. And indeed, such a great honor to be, be in the College of Past Masters. There are s- several um, uh, ceremonial duties reserved for Past Masters, like installations and, um, you know, obligating officers, etc. And none of them should be held as, as insignificant or trifling. If you are fortunate to reach the title of Past Master or Master of your Lodge, Never forget the honor it was to journey to get there and truly, truly enjoy a master's wages. Be proud of the honors you've been given, but most importantly, be proud to be a Freemason. On behalf of the Education Committee and the Further Light team, we would like to thank you for listening. This is Brother Napoleon Sneed Janzak. Have a good day. Are you interested in learning more about Freemasonry in Wisconsin? Visit wisconsinmasons.org to learn more about masonry and access further educational content and more light. Once again, that address is wimasons.org. Any questions, comments, or suggestions, please email us at education at wisconsinmasons.org. And thank you for listening.